One day there was a man, he was sitting with me on an aircraft. He told me, do you believe in evolution? I told him, what's that? Trust me, even he did not know. He didn't know. He told me, we are from apes. I said, I'm from Adam. Maybe you're from the ape. Huh? I am from Adam. Maybe you're from the ape. Subhanallah. So he said, no, no, no. We are from apes. <laughs> I said, so why are there still apes on earth? It's a question. And why the apes on earth are not changing to man? By now should be no more apes. Anyway, that discussion ended in a nice way, in a very beautiful way. And what we agreed is we have to also respect those apes. Not because they are his grandfathers, but, <laughs> but because it's a creation of Allah. Human beings, we are part of one family. Human beings are part of one family, no matter what. There are so many connections between you and me, right? The first original connection is the fact that you are the children of Adam. Now this would include Muslim, non-Muslim, no matter where you are, no matter how you think, how close or far you are from Allah, the sinful, the not so sinful, those who are very sinful, all of those, no matter who you are, I have to acknowledge we are from Adam and we are created by Allah from the dust, the soil and so on. And Hawa is our mother and so on. I have to agree. So there is a connection. If there is a connection, even if I do not like what you are doing or even if I disagree with you I need to offer you minimum respect because if I'm a Muslim for example I have discovered Allah and I worship my maker alone I need to love that goodness for everyone else and I will not be able to communicate that goodness with other people if I don't have a connection or any respect between me and them Remember, it's important to learn things connected to the dunya, to this world. Very important. You may have the luxuries and the facilities, but don't make that your main aim. You need to learn survival of the Akhirah. Let me give you an example that I think I've given before. There were these professors who were crossing the river in a boat with an old man who was the sailor. He was rowing away as they're sitting there. And one says, I'm a professor of biology. And the other one says, I'm a professor of geology. And the other one says, I'm a professor of thisology. And the other one says, I'm a professor of hematology. And the other one says, whatever else. And they all look at this man and says, what are you a professor of? He says, I didn't go to school. They say, you have wasted your life. Did you hear what they said? You have wasted your life. All he's doing is he's busy rowing. He's rowing the boat. And they're all crossing the river. They're all professors in the ologies. So now, suddenly the waves come. When the waves come, what happens? The old man who's rowing, he looks at all these professors and he says, Have you learned swimology? <laughs> Do any one of you know how to swim? And they said, no. He says, well, you have wasted your life. <laughs> he says, I am a swimologist. And I know diveology. I will dive into the poolology. Allahu Akbar. The moral of that is, 
I won't end it, you can end it how you want. You can either make them drown or you can make them have survived somehow. But the moral of it is, look at the focus. That is how we operate in this world. We know every ology, but we don't know that Quranology. And you can call it Salahology, whatever you want to call it, call it. But do we pray? Do we know, do we have the link with Allah? When the true waves come of death, will we be from amongst those who have survival kits so that we can live happily ever after? Or will we be from amongst those who will have to say, I don't know. I had everything. I was a professor in every ology there was. But today, I don't even know. I don't even have a linker with my maker whom I'm going to return to. Then you have others who ask for trouble themselves. They ask for trouble themselves. You know, as I came into Mauritius, one of the brothers told me that, you know, here the people are very light-hearted and they love your humor, you know. So I said, well, if that's the case, perhaps we can flavor it a little bit more with it. So let me get cracking, mashallah. You know, people don't like to listen. Sometimes you have parents warning us and we don't like to listen to their advice. Then we get into a mess, but it was us to blame because you were told. Didn't I tell you? The answer is yes. You told me, but you know what? I didn't like to listen. It reminds me of a man in one of the Indian villages. He wanted to go to the city. Now, when you go to the city, there are very sharp, shrewd people in the city who are busy watching and waiting for foreigners who don't know what's going on in order to make money from them. Or sometimes people who look like they come from the village in order to con them out of their money. Like back at home in Zimbabwe, sometimes what they do, they stand outside the shop in a dust coat, you know, where, they, where there is window shopping. They stand outside the shop in a dust coat and they say, uh, which one do you want? So an unsuspecting person says, I want this one. They said, don't worry, I get it for you at discount. It says $29.99, I will get it for you for $20.99. Oh, $19.99, just give me $20. You give them $20, they are gone. They never ever come back. You walk into the shop, what happens? They say, but who did you give the money to? To one of your own people. It was your fault. Why didn't you listen? You need to walk in and buy it properly. When you are asking for something that is too good to be true, sometimes it's your fault. You know, sometimes there is a business deal. They tell you, come and join here with us. And you know what we'll do? We'll multiply your money in five days. Wallahi, if that was the case, that same man would not be sitting in front of you. Why must he multiply your money? Let him multiply his own money. But people don't understand. They come and they tell everyone, look, you can multiply your money. It's your fault. It was too good to be true. Now you're in the mess. May Allah protect us from getting into the mess on our own. So the story I was telling you, this man from the village decides I'm going to the city. They warned him and told him, you know, if you are going to go to the city, there are many shrewd people there. Take company, go with someone, you know. Shaitan is closer when you are traveling alone to you because then there is no one watching you. Your Iman will block you from doing something wrong. But if you drop your guard for a moment you might fall into the trap whereas when you are two or three traveling together there is a less likelihood of you falling into a mess may allah protect us so this man says no i'll go on my own so what you think i'm a foolish i can rob them who are they to rob me i will rob them so they left him he went he arrived in the city first time in his life he saw a building 20 stories wow looking up one two three four five six he's counting so one con artist saw that this man is from the village he's counting see 
He said, hey, what are you doing? The man says, I am here looking. He says, what, you think looking is free? You think to look is free? He says, what do you mean? I need to pay? Yes, you need to pay. How many floors did you look at? You need to pay 10 rupees for every floor. Now there were 20 stories, isn't it? So he says, I only saw three floors. He says, okay, give me 30 rupees. The man took out 30 rupees and gave them. He still didn't understand what happened to him. When he went back to his friends that evening, they told him, how was your first day in the city? So he says, it went very well. I cheated someone of 170 rupees. He says, well, how did you do that? He says, I saw all 20 floors, but I only paid for three. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. You see, he is in a mess because he did not listen to advice. So sometimes the moral of it is we are in a mess because we did not listen to advice. People told you, they warned you, they told you everything. You did not listen. But still by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can retrieve that 30 rupees. Today we are laughing at someone who lost 30 rupees. We lose 300 rupees every day. And then what happens? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. Go home and praise the right people. Say good words to them. It will solve most of your problems. Utter the good words and protect your tongue from saying sweet words to those whom those words are going to pierce their hearts and they are not going to be able to do anything halal about it. Remember what I've said. What's the point of going to someone whom you know already that you've already got your quota of four wives, mashallah. You say you're sitting and you're happy. And you go to someone else and you tell them, oh, I love you. You're so beautiful. You're so nice. And oh, wow, nobody's told me that before. Wow, so lovely and so on. Is there any form of halal outcome of those statements? They said today we went and we were told to come out and utter good words. So my darling, here's the best of words. Oh, you're gorgeous and so on. Believe me. Who are you talking to? If you are uttering those beautiful words to a person whom they will be processed through in a way that they will want to do something about it which will never be halal. In that case, we are sinning. Remember that. Like the man, they say the one man, and this is also a story that I've heard very recently. His wife tells him, listen, you know what? You have to tell me. You have to swear that you're going to be honest with me. He says, okay, I'm honest. Describe your love for me. So the man says, he thinks for a moment and he says, you know what? You are like my SIM card. I'm like the phone, you know? Without you, I'm nothing. Well, you know that. Wow. So the woman goes back so happy and delighted. Wow, I'm so happy. It's the sweetest, most romantic thing I've ever heard. Imagine without a SIM card, what is a phone? How many of us have phones? No SIM card. Can you have a phone? No SIM card? You have a SIM card. So then he walks out and as he's walking out, he says, and she's saying, wow, most romantic word I've ever heard. He says, she doesn't know my phone has a quad SIM. <laughs> Allah protect us. What a dirty mind. What a dirty mind. But this is the problem with us today. We want to utter words that just soothe people's minds when we don't really mean them sometimes. Why would he have spoken about a dualsome or a quadsome if he was sincere? He wouldn't even have uttered that. May Allah protect us. So the reason I raise this is, I know some of the brothers are nudging each other to say there is a quadsome in the market, you know that? 
And believe me, there is. If you Google it, you'll see it on Google Images now. You just have to Google the word quad sim on Google Image and you'll see the phone. It's available. But that does not make the relationship any better. We need to know that when you say beautiful words, you need to make sure that you are uttering them to the right person. And you need to make sure you are not being hypocritical by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For your spouse, it's an act of worship to utter words to make them smile, to make them feel desired, to make them feel they are the most important people in the world. There will come a time when you too will feel that definitely they are the most important people in this world. The plot of the devil is very weak. Shaitan's plot is very weak. And if we are to seek the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it won't even affect us. It won't even bother us. So it's important whilst we spoke about the devil, that we also speak about how to be protected from the devil. It literally creates a metal armor around you when you read this early morning and every evening for the rest of the day and the rest of the night. And shaitan will not be able to harm you and attack you. There is something known as the evil eye that is also from the devil. There is something known as jealousy that is also from the devil. There is something known as envy that is also from the devil. We will be protected from all this. We will also be protected from the magic that people want to engage in and the black magic and what have you. All this we will be protected from, including being protected from the jinn kind at large. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. For your information, jinn kind is very, very frightened of man. Very, very frightened of man. But when we show a weak link, then he gets excited. He gets excited. You know, it reminds me of a story. Maybe on a lighter note, we could mention this. They say there was a man who was very soft-natured. Very, very soft-natured. And when he was getting married, the people were worried that your wife is going to control you completely. Your wife is going to control you completely. He says, so what should I do? They gave him an idea. They said, first night, get a stick and we'll release a cat into the room. And as soon as, you know, you walk into the room, when the cat appears, you must just put your headgear on one side and start beating the cat until you kill it and then throw it out of the window like a man and that's the only thing you're going to need to do. He says, well, that's fine. On the other hand, his wife was hearing that, you know, you've got such a soft-natured husband, you're so lucky. So what happened first night, they released the cat and the plan worked. He beat up the cat and she was scared looking at him. This is not what I knew him as. And then the cat died and he threw it out of the window. And he says, no, I'm sorry about that. He cleansed everything and it was all back to normal. Every day he would say, I'd like you to do this or else. Or else what? Subhanallah. Or else. As soon as he says, or else, she's worried that or else I'll get that whack, you know, just like the cat. Until some time later, she went back to her family. She went back to her friends. But you people told me this man was soft. They said, no, try defying him once. See what happens. You see, we're talking here of the jinn and how weak the jinn is. So what happened is, he says, I want you to have the tea ready at 7 o'clock or else. She says, or else what? Or else I'll have it ready. <laughs> we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us protection and understanding. Really. So how we feel that shaitan and the devil is strong. Wallahi, he is weak. Defy him and see what happens. Defy the devil. I'm not saying the husbands are devils. But what we are saying, subhanallah, is that we need to learn a lesson. When we have a perception that something is stronger than us, we tend to be overcome by it. Why? Wallahi, it is weak. It is something that is frightened of us. Let us understand when we defy this devil and with the Quran and with the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will run away.